Welcome to Positive Play It. I'm Josh. I'm Matt. It's back to being just two of us. We can make it if we try, just the two of us. You and I. Thank you for all the uh, all the, the kind words and the listens about last week's episode with the Super Late Night, um, who has just snipped to the shop and to pick something up from work as I record this, so it's just me in the flat. Um, last week, I had like one of the busiest weeks ever, I think. I, uh, I, I slept in so late, like every day and every day I was busy. One thing I did do was go and see the 1975 live at Manchester Arena, which obviously I've been calling the MEN all week. <laughs> because there is no way that I can not call it. I still call it the Carling Cup. In my head, it goes Carling Cup, it's MEN Arena. It's always going to be those things. It was the MEN for a long time, though. So, you know, it's understandable. It was the phones for you, Arena, for a little bit. It was, yeah, and I feel like if you call it the Nine X, you're just acting like, come on, you're just trying to show off there. If you call it the Nine X, it was the MEM for so long, no one reasonably can call it the Nine X anymore. Uh, it'll always be the Millennium Dome to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, did you ever go to the Millennium Dome? I didn't, but you did. I did, yeah. I went to the Millennium Dome. You went with school. I did, yeah. It was an experience. Um, so, yes, I went to watch the 975 in Manchester this past Friday night. Um, standing, which was nice. Last two times I've seen them, I was seated. Um, but yeah, standing at the MEN, which and I thought, when, when I got there, I, I got there and I was like, okay, this seems a pretty reasonable place to stand. Like, um, don't want to be too far forward, and obviously you don't want to be right at the back. Certainly, uh, it was an amazing place to stand. We were like just in front of the sound desk, but that meant that like, you could see the whole stage like really well. You could see like everything going on. Really good place. Like atmosphere was great. Um, met Jack Cole from uh, nice. Podcast Hall of Fame. So I <laughs> stood with him and his girlfriend for the gig. It was what what else before I get into like in a a, re a review. I don't know if review is the right word. Um, what else? Missed the support act, unfortunately. Um, what's it called? What is there anything else to say? Um, my God, it was cold that day, and I kept my coat on when I was inside, and towards the end, I was regretting that decision. Although, <laughs> um, but Jesus Christ, it was cold that day. Does uh, uh, does Damien have a cloak room, or do you just I have to put up with it? Would not have paid or got in that queue. <laughs> Well, there is one. Uh, I'd imagine so. There must be building that size, or like an establishment that size. Yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like I've ever seen one. Right, I'm going to do this in like two parts because um, I'm going to non-spoiler <laughs> and spoiler because there's things that I didn't know that happened going into the show that I'm really glad that I didn't know happened. Oh, okay. So I'm going to say when there's going to be things that are going to be potentially spoilers. First of all, non-spoiler stuff. It was a, obviously it was amazing. Like, I think that might be the best I've ever seen them. Um, and we at know the very we, best at their very best. Like, you know, that is that is not a misnomer. That is true. Um, the 
so we've seen like, obviously we're looking at the set list every week and they do it in like the two different parts um that worked so well because the I think that'd be more of a spoiler thing, actually. So I won't say that necessarily, but doing the two parts, I, I thought it was amazing. Everything looked and sounded great. I was a bit unsure on the sort of, you know, on like the stage, like how it's like the house and stuff. Mm. I was a bit unsure of it at first because I was like, do I do I like this as much as like the huge screen stuff? But they use, and it was still a Tobias Rylander set design. They still use part stuff in really interesting ways um like there's like interesting lighting still um the way it's filmed as well because obviously now they've got like the big screens there's really mm. interesting ways where like there's there's one moment where this i mean this is very minor um Matty sort of goes he steps with his like back to the audience and he goes to one of the windows and he opens the window and there's a camera there and it's like he's singing out the window but the camera's on him um, and you can uh, see that that's you cool. can see that on the screens and stuff. Um, yeah, just really interesting stuff going on throughout. Um, the I'm mega happy with the set that they played. Um, Sincerity is scary that it hasn't been on every every show, which I thought they would ne- be nailed on to play. Yeah. Um, there was no so you know they've been doing Paris or a change of heart and they've been asking the audience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was none of that. They chose for the audience. Oh, okay. Uh, but they chose menswear. <laughs> <laughs> Did they tell you that this is usually where we would give you the choice, but we're not doing? No, so I'm pretty sure that's what Jack said. I th- he was like, where they played menswear is where they did the the choice. Um, so, yeah, no choice, just here's menswear. Ah, um, uh, okay. But I felt like there was when so didn't, I didn't say anything before it. There was just that noise that, and then like about I don't know. I sort of felt like a quarter of the people, like obviously mm. us two included, but just went ah, like because we knew what yeah. the, what it was like straight away. Falling <laughs> um, for you, still in that set list, like still going <laughs> strong. Sex penultimate, which obviously works, but I mean they played it second, like on the previous tour. Um, Not a great place for such a such a song. Give yourself a try. Lasted work, you know. I was scared. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine it will. It's because all the additional musicians all leave the stage. It's just the four of them for the last song, um, which is which is pretty cool actually. Um, but there's. Matty was ill, which was funny. Um, at one point he started talking about he was drinking Lemsip and he did sound pretty ill. So I don't know if he was like joking or not. Um, so this, I mean, okay. I, I, so basically, so you know, I just put it in half, right? Mm. So I knew there was like a gap in between it. And so what what's i'll go into it more and i do spoilers but like so are you watching like what something's going on basically and it's becoming a bit more theatrical at this point so i'm just watching being like god this is cool this is like you know high art stuff that they'd be into and then all the lights like are like flashing red and there's like a load of light stuff so i'm like not expecting anything at this point like i'm just like oh yeah this is what's gonna happen now this is cool and then on the screens it just flashes up guest starring 
Charlie XCX. <laughs> and Charlie XCX runs out. Everyone goes mad, as you can imagine, because I didn't even yeah. like. I didn't even think about there being an, a guest, like, and especially it weren't like. Not only I'm not thinking about being like, I thought the Taylor Swift was like a one and done. I didn't think that was going to happen. Anything like that was going to happen again. Mm. But it was the fact that it was at this point. I wasn't thinking, oh, if a guest is going to come out here, it is, is, is anything going to happen? I was just like, mm. I'm enjoying this part of the show. What's ha- going to happen in the show? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Charlie XCX comes out and does Vroom Vroom, and I fucking love that song. And we did it on our, um, we did it on our, the other format of the other the show we did, the podcast. We did Vroom Vroom, and I talked about how much I liked it on there, and I can't believe that's what she did. So, like, she does her bit, and everyone's like, what the fuck is if? Then they all come back out, first song, if you're too shy, let me know. It was like, oh my god, this is the best song anyone has ever played live. Like, it was so good. <laughs> Um, Imagine if Liam Gallagher came shuffling out of that. <laughs> it was honestly, it was like, I think at that point I nearly cried. I saw a thing today, like, said, Have you ever cried at a gig? And I was like, Bloody hell, yeah, Friday. I was, I was overcome. Room, room. <laughs> if you're too shy, let me know. I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, gen- it was genuinely amazing like it I, I don't i don't know like i don't know if my expectations were perhaps a little not lower that's not what i mean i thought no what i mean is i thought it would be good i obviously thought it would be good but mm. Things that happened in the show that I didn't think would happen added to it so much. And not I don't just mean like Charlie XX coming out. I just mean like the whole presentation of it. There's a lot of that so I thought it was just gonna be a standard show, and it wasn't. And now I'll move on to the spoiler stuff. So if you don't <laughs> if you are going to see them, I'm gonna say I'm gonna talk about things that I didn't know that happened, and you might want to avoid them to be surprised when they do happen, is what I'm saying. So I'll put a time code in the description if you do want to skip ahead. Look away okay. now. So, um, it's in two parts because the first half, and it's a lot of the new album stuff, is a lot more conceptual, right? So it starts where they all walk out one by one and it comes up with the names on the screen, like introducing, and then like Adam Hand walks through the door and it's like it's like an opening credits sort of thing. Oh, Okay. So they all walk out like that, but there's loads of times in it where it's almost like it gets a bit theatrical because like Matt is like acting almost like, mm. um, like at one point he's just like addressing the camera like he's not really at a gig, like he's not addressing the audience. There's parts where he's like sat down and he's like he's doing a bit of like acting almost in like instrumental parts. Um, there's yeah, like I say, like when he moved over to like the back of the window and he's like singing through the window and stuff like that. Is. I blame the parents. <laughs> There's like stage hands that come out and stuff, but they like work them into oh, the nice. show. So like, oh, so what you were saying, and this is like where I'm not, I'm not totally convinced he was actually ill, because he like a lot of stage hands came out and they were like moving stuff around, and Matty was like, <clears throat> he was like, okay, you know, thanks for coming, everyone. Um, 
by the way. And someone passes him something and he's like, oh, this is Lemsip. I'm genuinely ill. I know it's not very rock and roll and all this. And he's drinking it. And he goes like, yeah, it really takes you out of the show. And he was like, not completely. If I say stop and all the stage hands froze. And he was like, I've still got total uh-huh. control. I've got, he was like, I've got total control of the show until I say start again. And then they all started moving again. So oh, was, that's uh, funny. And then it was like, well, is that like, I don't know what to believe. Um, <laughs> loads of stuff like that. I tell you what, he was, he was, um, he was smoking like a chimney. <laughs> Every song you, you know, I was thinking about sick. this. I was, I was, do you reckon they're actually real cigarettes or just they're stage ones? I said to her, I don't know, but I said to Jack, I was like, I'll be getting a £60 fine, all this smoking doors he's doing. <laughs> like, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if he's getting away with it. Um, so I don't think they'll be real, you know. Yeah, potentially. As, t- yeah. as frequently as he was doing it. Um, mm. But there was, yeah, and like, so that part of it, like there was parts where you're watching this, like, and then there's no screens, but there's like TV started around. So you're trying to see what's on the TV and stuff. Um, yeah, so there's, there's low, yeah, there's more like, it's more theatrical parts. And then like the last, so like have, you've seen him sit on the couch and like take his top off and start like thrusting and stuff. Mm. So that's right at the end. And then he's taking the oxygen and then he's like grabbing his crotch and all this. Then he gets on the floor and starts doing press ups for some reason. Yeah. Then he, then he eats the meat. He like, he ate the meat. I like, and this is what I mean. Like, and this, I was watching like going, Oh bloody hell, this all happens at the same time. Does it like, this is what's going on. Um, Mm. and it's like pretty high art stuff. And then he crawls like, so this is what was insane. So then he crawls, in, in the center of the stage, there's like a TV next to a chair and he crawled into the TV and through the TV and all like the sort of ambient noise, all like sort of like riled up and like, it's like this huge crescendo thing. And then like, that's when all the lights went red. So the, uh, this, this is what I was, I was watching it going like, oh, cool. This is like something's happening within it. And then mm. get starring Charlie XCX. And it was like, what the fuck is going on? But then the next half so they all had like a costume change they all came out wearing wearing black and then it's like then he comes out and he's a lot more hello manchester where the fucking 1975 from wilmslow like yeah nice nice i I reckon he says manchester everywhere else (laughs) (laughs) that's that's the last time i saw the area or one time i saw him he said macclesfield (laughs) (laughs) can't make your mind up Oh, um, that's well funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, and that's, and so in the second half, he's a lot more being himself than he is in the more mm. like, it's more, more like, he was like a character in the first half. And that's when it's like a lot more. <laughs> and that's when he's doing the funny stuff, like when he's singing the doll like menthols in two time and stuff like that. Yeah. It was so good. Like, ah, God. Yeah. Honestly, I was so happy. Like, obviously I was going to go, but I was so happy that I went. I can't, I'd love to go back in time and speak to Deaf Institute at Isis F5 and be like, one day you'll have costume changes. I did. (laughs) You know what's funny? It's unbelievable. I did think 
when because that's the first time i've seen them since we've done this show and like i was thinking when they were on stage i was like fucking hell, the amount of hours i've spent talking about you lot <laughs> but then also what i was thinking it might have been in two like i swear to god like when two time came back in um sorry two shy came back in it was like it was like a sense of euphoria went right all over the crowd because everyone was already high from Charlie XCX and then that's what they played. That's the first song. Yeah, I was thinking of that because like, I've told this. I don't know if I I told this story at this point years ago on the podcast. I'll tell it again briefly now. I was working at a bar and this couple came to the bar and I was I put the playlist on and so far it's all right was playing and this guy sat at the bar goes to me oh what um what band's this? And I said, that was the 1975. And he goes, yeah, I thought so. My son plays the bass. So <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> um, Ross's dad, nicest guy, as you'd expect. So I'm, t- I'm asking about, obviously talking to him about it. And he said that uh, we were talking about a gig they did at Sound Control, which you possibly mm. went to. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll have been there, I hope. And basically, the promoter wasn't very happy with them and mm. said they had to rehearse for a thousand hours before they could play sound control again. And I was thinking, you know, like when I, it must have been in this moment, I was thinking, fucking hell, that's that band that had to rehearse for a thousand hours to play at sound control again. And now look at them. <laughs> yeah. I'm so interested to know what they would do next as, as a live show. Because yeah. I think it's. We're gonna we're gonna do a watch along of this because it's been released now, um, but we'll talk about more then. But just the idea to go from what they did with all the sort of digital screens and all that sort of stuff to make it this like visual spectacle in that respect, to then switch and do something more like this is like mega smart anyway. But I think it was the right time to do it, and just the way that it's all done. And like again, shout out to Bias Rylander because some of the staging is yeah and the the production design on it is is so impressive to kind of work with kind of limited maneuverability on the set because it's it's a static set like it's Mm. but to have some of the effect like at one point there's like lights that shine just from the windows from the back so the only thing that like you can see is the light from the windows and it kind of looked like it was like a lightning strike outside because all the other like you could see John's silhouette when he was playing a saxophone solo through the window and stuff, like really good stuff. Ah, oh, cool. Uh, and that concludes spoilers of the live show. Well, I went to see Luis Capaldi on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. So that, uh, this is at the MEN as well, right? Yeah, yeah, it was at the MEN, yeah. So the MEN went like in near enough back-to-back nights Lewis Capaldi the 1975 boxing <laughs> yeah, yeah well it's a very diverse venue that can do a lot sure um is. but I got a picture of Lewis Capaldi's stage set up and I'm like right I know the tweet that I'm gonna do I know the Instagram post and you know the <laughs> the whole like um, Rochdale, just good. This fucking goal. You're telling me Pep Guardiola isn't having an effect on English football, or you know that one. one. Yeah. yeah. Well, Edit wrote out with this picture of Luis Capaldi's set, and 
you know, replace Rochdale with Luis Capaldi and Pep Guardiola with Tobias Rylander. <laughs> a big English football with stage design because it yeah. was just like, that's that's what I had in my head. And then Jem is like, he's robbed that after 1975. So completely independently. Wow. Yeah. But then I looked at it, looked at my tweet and I'm like, that's too niche. Even for me, who does not give a shit, I will post the most random shit. And Gemma's like, you're so weird. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> Josh gets it. But even that, I was That's like, no, that is just too niche. Too niche. So I didn't post it in the end, but I will send you the pictures. Um, I'm, sure I'm sure I saw the picture. Oh, right. Okay. Did I send, Did I actually send it to you directly? <laughs> just cut out the, uh, the social media. And some highlights from the Lewis Capaldi gig was uh, the second time I've seen him, and he's quite keen on a confetti cannon. Oh, yeah. Is our, is our Lewis. But I noticed that the sound guy, lights guy, you know, on the mixing desk, mm. they had little umbrellas. And it was dead funny because when a confetti cannon was about to go off, they always went, whoop put their umbrellas up and, and rested them over the desk so that the confetti wouldn't go onto the desk. Wow. <laughs> but it was just so funny how, like, emotionless it was. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, we've got about five seconds, lads. Best put the uh, brollies up. Continue <laughs> working. Boom. Um, and he had a bit of, like, a, <clears throat> a stage rearrangement. It was it was just, like, Tobias Rylander lights. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if Tobias Ryland. No, I would be surprised actually because I feel like Tobias Rylander would have. Yeah, I feel like he would have gone. I'm not doing it to that level. You either pay pay for more stage and I'll do it properly, or I'm not doing it at all because it was yeah. good, but not up to his standard. Um, but at one point he he like goes up really high up and he's playing this uh, keyboard. Or is it a piano? I can't remember. Anyway, so he's playing this keyboard slash piano up on this really high point this song and then afterwards he's like this keyboard doesn't even work look <laughs> he's like angus i think that's what his piano player is called whatever he's like it was actually him playing it behind that screen play us something so he like lifts his hands like that and then this piano just starts playing he's like was it even me <laughs> uh, um well, I think on as well, something else they haven't been playing every gig, but they played in the Manchester one was chocolate. Oh, nice. Yeah, which was... I'd which have thought was... they'd never drop that from the set list. I thought that'd just be the staple. No, but... You would have um, thought, but... Um... Well, you were at the 1975. I was getting abuse from my wife for being a terrible fan. Because I don't go to the gigs anymore. I'm like, no, it's not that I don't go. I just forget to buy tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, you're a rubbish fan. Can't believe you're doing a podcast about me. You don't even go and watch and play. <laughs> Which is fair. Well, seen them, seen them 20 odd times there, Jeremy. I'm going to say, enough, enough, enough times now, I think. You've, uh, you've, you've had enough for a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Um, was those quite good? Oh yeah, well, good, really good. 
it's funny though because like he just he starts giggling through through the songs and he says it's just because he's still still can't believe that this is his job you know what i mean he's still yeah not quite over it because you think like he's only been famous if you will for five years two of those years have been covid where he's not been performing so yeah, that's a really good uh, so he's gone from you know in let's just call it three years to playing the MEN, that sort of size audience. It's, it's, I think it's just a bit overwhelming for him at times. So I'm looking at his, I'm on Lewis Capaldi's set list. This is the, this is this section. 14 songs. Yeah. That's not loads. Hold me while you wait. Restarted you to a fight in the crowd. Yeah. 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 That, that's correct. Getting in a fight at a Lewis Capaldi show. That's what he said. It's like, I can't believe you waited. Because <laughs> oh, it's quite it's quite near the end, isn't it? It's like, I can't believe you waited all this time to have a fight and this is the song you've chosen. Yeah, that's, um, <laughs> it was the last one before the encore. Yeah. I thought he'd throw some covers in to lengthen out that set list. Or maybe um, the fact that 1975 was 26, so maybe... Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think 14's bad, but he also does quite, you know, just a bit of a, just a comedy scene between songs, ah, don't you? right, so, okay, so you get, you get any money's worth, is what you're saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's dead funny. And he uh, sang Drunk in Love by Beyonce, but it was completely off the cuff and improvised. Well, that's not on set list. They're, Louis no. Capaldi fans need to get much better at writing every single detail down. Need to take a leaf out of 1975 fans' uh playbook yeah i'm actually surprised that the restart because the fight was included oh well in that case shall we talk about the last song off this album yes thank you everyone for listening to the show we are at the 975 pod on twitter and instagram if you want to email us pause it player pod at gmail.com um Thank you everyone for listening over the season. This is the last song on the album, but we're going to be next week. We're going to do the ranking. Oh yes. Um, so we need to get in touch with, uh, whatever corner of the galaxy Dan's in and get the Dan spreadsheet off him. We do. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it's Omicron Percy I nine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've still got loads more episodes to come. Um, but this week we are talking about when we are together. Right, so when we are together we are here to discuss this song (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll go first but I think I may need your assistance with this (laughs) right okay in your best Louis Walsh impression can you guess what I think of it I'm going to guess your opinion on this song is it's young, it's Irish. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I do. I do. I like it. I like it. I think there's some, I think that the interesting stuff with this, I think the lyrics are really good. Um, Song itself is pretty good. 
Um, it's not the finest work, but I think it's a real nice closer to the album. They've got a habit of doing a nice slow one at the end. Um, yeah. I think what's interesting with this is the stuff that's all like left out, particularly off the production. Like it's not overly produced. There's loads of like live sounding instruments, but nothing's overdone. Like in terms of like processing and production, like the the harmony vocals, there's something going on there. There's like little textures that just like pop in and out, but nothing like constant. Mm. Um, I think there's a real nice natural sound to the vocal. So if you're, I just, so one thing which is really cool is that this fades into the first song on the album. That is really cool. And I love that they did that. But I'll, I'll just, I played it and I just left it playing. It went to the first one. If you compare the vocal sounds, it's so different. It's like, this is, this will have like a minimal amount of like, processing on it whereas like the first song sounds like a different person yeah uh, but yeah i like it yeah it is good um i feel like it's got a bit of a country and western vibe to it yeah i don't know what the instrument is because i can't have an impression it kind of goes da, 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 da. i think it, it, <laughs> it's very smooth it's almost like an accordion but i don't know if it is an accordion Mm, I know what you mean. It could be. Yeah. Um, I feel like the lyrics are doing the heavy lifting on this song. Musically, yeah. not a great deal going on. I think we've probably hit uh, all of the talking points on the on music. No, that's probably not fair. But, you know, the fact it fades into the first track, it's got a nice country and western vibe. Nice. It's got a nice shuffle beat to it. I think. Yeah. You know what I mean, I agree. Yeah, musically, there's not loads. Um, I think it's so it, it's it's interesting that they chose to do something so plain. I think production wise, which is something like. That when they've done it before, what like when they did she lays down, that is that's mega playing production wise, but it it was just essentially the song was just Matty and the guitar. But even when they've done things like be my mistake, and that's that that weird texture in the background, it feels a bit more thought went into that than this. This is like mega playing, I think production wise. I just think it's interesting that they left it for this song to do that. Because I think the lyrically, you'd think this would be more something in line with they could have made more of a song out of this. Mm -hmm. That's a real convoluted way of what I'm trying to say. But like, to me, this is almost like, you know, though the lyrics has developed something and maybe like a bit change your heart, if that was just a, a, a basic acoustic track, it'd be more in line with what this is. Still a good song but it's not got elements that we're kind of used to for it. Like, again, there's like the song is doing a lot of the heavy lifting where the production isn't there. And I know that's a choice. Yeah. I've listened to it a few times today in preparation. And yeah, I was, I, there's just not 
a great Jill Goy, honestly. Um, Let's go, but I, maybe I that's do. kind of like a reflection of the live show where it ends with just the four of them on stage, and this is just just like you know a yeah. little strip back. And almost like a, a purist form of them. But you say yeah. that, but if it is an accordion, I know full well that it's Jamie Squire playing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's definitely, oh, we need an accordion on this song. Oh, uh, go and get Jamie. <laughs> um, I'd love to meet him because I know exactly what I would say to him. And I would say, Jamie, how does it feel to be the most talented member of 1975? <laughs> Um, interestingly as well this uh, this is pretty much a live staple as well this one is it yeah this, so this is coming at the end of the end of the first half of that show um yeah when we are together into the consumption and then if you're in manchester it's a vroom vroom um that'll be <laughs> Only time ever that you're going to get a series of songs that go when we are together, vroom, vroom. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you reckon at the end of the first half, they uh, come off and have a, a segment of Orange each before having a, a good talking to from Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> do uh, footballers still even eat a segment of Orange at halftime? Sure. I, I imagine not. that. I mean, yeah, I'm going to say, I reckon science has moved on. They have like, um, yeah, we all like protein gels and stuff like that, won't it? Mm. Although that one time Rio Ferdinand came back after his drug ban and ate a banana. No, no, it wasn't, you know, he ate a protein, uh, a protein bar on the pitch. Marcus Rojo once ate a banana on the pitch. <laughs> um, so Rob Milton is credited as a writer, um, who looking at his credits as work with, uh, Holly Humberstone, he, she's a dirty hit artist. Easy Life, um, I'm not sure who they are. Um, but Fred again, he's got a song with him. Oh, cool. Um, loads of writing credits and production credits for this guy. Um, Did he used to oh. run the Milton Club on Dean's Gate? <laughs> <laughs> um, he's also, he was also credited for um, All I Need to Hear as well. So... Kind of similar vibe, so maybe this guy's strength is putting together those songs, those kind of stripped back. Although saying that Fred again is completely opposite to this kind of music. But I guess another example, like I like that they're bringing in additional writers, additional production um, producers to give somewhat different. Um, I think like differences that we get on this album, song to song, are a lot more subtle. I think whereas like. Obviously, on notes, you can go from people to shiny collarbone. But like, there's things, there's things in this where, like, like if you pay attention, I think the changes, song to song, that are there are in the production mm -hmm. elements of it. I think, yeah, on on almost like in a style of what they've tried to achieve in terms of what they want the song to be, songwriting wise, rather than something where they've tried to experiment with genre. Like all I need to hear is like supposed to be that traditional love song thing. Wintering is supposed to be that kind of like long form stream of consciousness talking about like mundane life stuff. Um, 
and I think this is just a simple a simple song where they've kind of not let the music distract too much from what the message is I would say yeah I've, I've found with on this album on the whole it just I feel like it just lacks a bit of 1975 personality I think it's, it's like safe, everything's good but it lacks the edge that put them above other bands in my opinion I think it's been saved up for moments where part of the band um, I'm in love with you, happiness, things like that. Looking for somebody to love, which I tell you what, when it goes off live, sounds amazing. I bet it does. Um, I think it's been saved up for moments like that and you're like, fucking hell, this is just insane. Like, no one is doing this on this level. And then I think they've kind of, I think a, lo a lot of the stuff, and I don't even know if this was like a conscious thing, and I suspect they would say no and i think they deny it when asked but i think a lot of this is that some things comparatively feel safe because of the previous album wasn't safe and i yeah I yeah i think there might be an element of let's just do 11 solid tracks kind of start again because a lot has been reset for this for this album stage is staging's way different mm -hmm. we're getting rid of the 1975 song it's a completely different thing now yeah. Um, visuals were doing an actual a picture as the album. It's not just an abstract image. Like I know the first two were technically pictures, but it's just a picture of a graphic. Whereas this is like a picture yeah, of my yeah, yeah. like a scene and stuff like that. So there's there's loads of stuff that has been reset, and I almost feel it's yeah. just like let's just do a solid album. Let's not push the butt out too much, and then maybe yeah, can... that's it. I, I feel like even though it's in some respects I've criticised the decision. I feel like it was the correct decision to have that reset. Because where do you go after no, it's not conditional form? Yeah. It's, where do you go? Mm -hmm. It was just so crazy. Um, and this, yeah, brings it all back. You need those, as much as you need peaks and troughs in quality of music, if you will, I think you need it in theme as well, and this just the whole album just brings it back to a it's a palate cleanser, but a very good one. Not a palate cleanser that's dull, you know what I mean, or bad. Yeah. It's just a palate cleanser of this is this is what bands usually put out. I think it's as well. It's how can you? I think the pro like an example would be like Green Day followed American Idiot up with 21st Century Breakdown, which is like American Idiot light. Yeah. And, th and therefore they, it was always going to get those comparisons. I think this is far enough away from notes that you couldn't, you could do it without getting too much comparison to the previous. It feels so separate, I think. And like, you know, the album, the albums came out two years apart. Like, it's not a fully, completely different like timeline for them. I think if they'd have done something, if we'd have had another album that had been like a weird graphic front cover, twenty songs, a bunch of weird ones. I don't know if it would have been as, uh, you know, as good because I think Notice is a really good album. There's amazing songs on it, but I think the fact that they did something more concise 
where their ideas were is out there, but it was more consistent, shorter. I think mm -hmm. it would have it has received it was received warmly, more warmly than I think if they'd have done notes light. It's like with yeah. uh, never mind an in utero, like not that Nirvana would have because Kirk Cobain didn't want to do it at all because of the popularity of Nevermind. But one of the reasons in Euro is so good is because it's so not Nevermind. Mm -hmm. Like I have the, my two examples are Green Day and Nirvana. <laughs> what a mosher. But, um, <laughs> are you a white male? <laughs> <Age> 29. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, I th I think yeah. Like when you, when you look at how albums are received, I think a lot of the time it is what you know the difficult second albums. Like I think because you get your whole career to write your first album, then if that's that's successful, people want another album within two years. Then you got two years to write your next one. Like difficult fifth album, surely. Like you've done, you know. Uh, what can you do? What what can you do to keep it fresh? And I think they, I think they did a great job in keeping it fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can't be easy, you know. Like they think the creativity they put on the previous four albums yeah. to get a fifth one. And how many bands actually last for five, five albums. albums? Yeah, five albums that all got to number one in the charts. Yeah, that all five albums where you got a world tour out of all of them. Yeah. Um, come to Brazil. Uh, should we have a break and do lyrics? Yeah. Alrighty then. The, just have a quick listen to these messages. Get NordVPN. Build the Wix website. I'm out of, uh, I'm out of ideas. You ask about the cows wearing my sweater. It's something about the weather that makes them lie down. Time I feel I might get better is when we are together. Do you know what? What's funny is that, like, we do this every week and we go on Genius, and for me, it always plays the same lady on the Genius, uh, and she's called Ice Spice, <laughs> and I know who she is. She's got a ginger afro. Does she know who you are, though? I, I think she's a fan of the show. Good, I'd like to hear. And I saw a video on Instagram of a guy getting his ginger afro shaved, and the caption was, someone said he looked like Ice Spice because of his hair, and I thought, I know who that is. <laughs> oh, there she is. Yeah, another woman now. Yeah, every week she's there. I'm looking forward to doing these lyrics because, like I said, it's such, for me, it's such a uh, <clears throat> lyric-heavy song. Uh, it was I've not read any of the annotations yet. It was the final. So, oh, looking at the, the um, just some of the like the whole song annotations, the blurb, last song recorded for the album, um, and then when he finished recording, when we had together, Matty claims his body went slack and he didn't listen to it. Instead, opting to go home. <laughs> Uh, that <laughs> to me that's a great detail. Especially engineer. Turn us two back. Nah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, 
there could be one way in that he could be really like emotional. He can just be like, I can't do it. I can't listen to it. I need to get myself out of here. Or it could be, do you listen to it, Matty? And he's there lighting up a cig. No, you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, that, that, the B Sharps episode of The Simpsons where Krusty comes in and he's, <laughs> and he's just doing his sound bites off the cards. He's like, book, book, book. Does that one again. Book, done. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the B Sharps episode. <clears throat> um, oh, right, one second. Let's just wear it. Um, from the top. Take it from the bridge. Take it to the bridge. Even. Come here, girl. Um, oh, there's a quote about it from 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 my from the Apple Music interview. Shall I read that? Out? Yeah, go on. Um, the album was finished with "About You" was track. Um, the album was finished with "About You" was track eleven, and there was a track ten called "This Feeling." But because of what the song was about, also sonic reason, I was like, "That this song can't be on the album." But we had to deliver it in four days. So if I said I could get to New York tomorrow, and Jack Antonoff was around with a drum kit and a bass, I had a half finished, half finished acoustic song that would be better for the record. I needed to finish, and in that moment, it didn't. There was no emotional resolve, so I went out there a bit heartbroken post breakup. And this was written, recorded, and mixed in thirty hours, which is the perfect example of what making this album was like. There's always been a bit, a bit of this "will they, won't they" question with the 1975. Are they going to split up? Will Matty go mental? That sort of thing. <laughs> totally created by me, but I've stopped doing that, and I think more of it installments of my favorite thing, or like seasons from a TV show. When we are together is the end of this season. I mean, that does make more sense as to why it, fe- it doesn't feel as produced as the rest because they didn't have time. Yeah. Um, but that, that, I don't know. That, 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 I prefer the song there. No, I know that. Yeah, that's it. It's, I, I feel like any art is better the more you have about it, you know, yeah. the more you know about it. As I think I mentioned didn't I, a couple of weeks ago that I've discovered a YouTube channel called Great Art Explained. Yeah. And it just like it just gives you so much more appreciation for what makes art great, you know, because it's like the there's so much when it gives you the context of what the artist was going through at the time, it makes so much sense. And you're like, yeah, that's sick AF. I feel, <laughs> I think, I sort of feel like I'd like a 15 minute long documentary about the recording and journey of just this song alone. I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah. Because um, it does, it feels different to the rest of the album and then that that makes a lot of sense. Um, let's get, in, let's get into them, the lyrics then. Um, I need to find them. Yeah, I feel like this could be a season two song. I like it when you sleep. I think it fit on that album. Like towards the end. Um, yeah. Like um, Nana. Mm, no, I feel like it feels more mature in the life cycle than Nana. Maybe season three then. Yeah. I could see that. Like instead of like a 
the in, inside your mind slot, for example, or the mind slot. Yeah. Um, so, like he said as well that this this song spans lots of relationships rather than just one. I think the timing wise, I think you would kind of think that it would be about his relationship with FKA Twigs. But yeah, he says that it's about loads of different different ones. First verse is our first kiss was in Christmas. Oh, I'll start that again. Our first kiss <laughs> was Christmas in the Walmart toy department. She said, I should take you with me when I leave. We were searching New York for a fancy new apartment. She said, Central Park is SeaWorld for trees. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is a great line. I don't fully understand what that means, but... I don't. Although the GD Association says SeaWorld is notoriously awful. This line implies the trees, as well as the other life in Central Park, deserve better than the environment of the city that surrounds them. Ah, uh, okay. I guess if they're saying that the uh, the like the trees and stuff are trapped within just the yeah, park it's like an artificial artificial yeah. environment within a city. That makes more sense. As a, I mean, I do think if that was supposed to be funny, it worked. If it was supposed to be a real deep statement, I'm a bit. Yeah, well, it made me laugh. I like, I mean, the whole verse, like, I like that it's descriptive, like, there's nothing profound here, it's just, this is what happened. Mm. Like, I like that we're, we're back to that, um, whereas, like, in some of the other songs, maybe Human 2, it's been a bit, there's been nothing to really, there's no Mattyisms, there's no, like, hooks in the lyrics or things that you really remember. Got any thoughts about the first verse? Um, I like. I should. I should take you take you with me when I leave. I feel like there's pro you can probably project a lot more depth to that than is actually there. But to me, it's uh, a lot to unpick, and it can go in many directions. And I like that. I feel like it's a classic Matt Healy line where you could just go. Well, come in this, come in this, come yeah. in this. But it probably means nothing. So it's just yeah, chorus, I think, is a bit of a overstatement of what this part is. You ask about the cows wearing my sweater, it's something about the weather that makes them lie down. The only time I feel I might get better is when we are together. This is what I like when it's just stuff that doesn't, that shouldn't be song lyrics is. And it's especially on this kind yeah, of like, yeah. this is supposed to be like a sentimental, like, if you take just a line, you ask about the cows, it's something about the weather that makes them lie down. You're like, what the fuck is that? Uh, wearing my sweater kind of, I think that adds, that adds so much context to what that can be. That could be just, you, you're both sat in bed and having like the weirdest conversation ever. And then she's wearing your big sweater. Like it's it's those little things that I think and there was a lot of this in wintering actually. Like little yeah. bits that add add context to the whole line, which is a great lyrical device. <clears throat> it, it's representative of genuine conversation. 
yeah. which I think is great. Like he's, he's not picking out the the highlights of a relationship that are the most interesting that, you know, it's like a film would focus in on because yeah. a lot of a relationship is quite dull. Um, and that's the sort of conversation you probably have. You ask mm. about the cares while wearing my sweater. D- does the sweater have cares on it? And the, she's like, how come these cares are lying down? <laughs> yeah. That could be that, you know, like, yeah. It could be, it could like, you know, someone could say to you, why do cares lie down? Mm. Oh, that means it's going to rain. What? <laughs> That is yeah. a conversation I can see happening. Uh, but yeah, that. Yeah, or even <clears throat> like someone, he just says out of the blue, oh, it's, it's going to rain. And they're like, what? Oh, the, the cows are lying down. <laughs> what do you mean? That, that's oh, the it. cows are lying down. It means it's going to rain. Does it? Yeah, like, point, yeah. magic. To me, that's how it went. At some point in his life, Tim has definitely pointed out to me that the cows are lying down, therefore it's going to rain. Yeah. You know, and I think it's the, oh, which video is it? I'm in love with you, maybe. I, 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 I'm in love with you. One of the new ones, anyway. It ends with him going, band name, song name, dirty hit, you know, something like that. And yeah. then he goes, jobs are good. <laughs> jobs are good. And <laughs> 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 he probably made me laugh because that's what my dad says. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I like that he's, he's suppressed that ultra Britishness for five albums, and now he's going, yeah. No, it's coming out. Jobs yeah. are good. Um, verse two I like socks with sandals. She's more into scented candles. Oh, I'll never get that smell out of my bag. I tell you what, I, I know all about that. Because when I go into your house, that sells <laughs> my hair smells of your house for ages. Yeah, and I I like I do like socks and sandals, whereas Gemma's more into scented candles. I I am not surprised you're into socks and sandals. <laughs> does does slide well, yeah, and socks count? Is that is that count? Yeah, yeah. Right. right well, so ask Kevin De Bruyne; he'll tell you. I, <laughs> um. I'm into sliders and sliders and socks. Good combination. Um, you don't want cold feet. Exactly. Right. It was poorly handled the day we both got cancelled because I'm a racist and you're some kind of slag. This is the thing. I have a vague recollection of one of the things he got cancelled for was being racist in inverted commas, but I can't remember what the thing was. No, I can't. So I'm relying on the oh, genius annotation here. Yeah, it's there's something there. Which one is it? Oh, the love it if we made it thing. Yeah. So was that because people said he was trying to um, cash in on Black Lives Matter by going listen to my song? Essentially, I, I don't when it when this happened. I don't think we said too much about it because I think we weren't we weren't trying to like upset anyone with what we thought but now it's two years later and that doesn't think it matters it's three years later this was stupid because 
this was the period where people were asking him to comment on stuff all the time. Do you remember? And it was yeah, like, you yeah. should what, say something about this, Matty. Like, because he he set that thing out where he said some stuff about some stuff, and then everyone's asking him to comment on anything. Like, so it, putting the link out there to me was like, I've already commented on the state of the world. Here's this song. Yeah. That's what it was. Although people thought that he was monetizing off it. But then what? What do people think that he's like? He's posting the YouTube link to the video. He's not secret. Like, I don't know. It was like, you can, if you click on that, you know what's going to happen. It's going to play the video. It's not like, you know, he's, he's tricked you into monetizing it and making money from it. Like, I know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Any money you made from that would have been minimal. Like, yeah. That was stupid. I think that was the reason why he left Twitter, you know. I think it was that. Um, I thought that whole thing was fucking stupid, but it was it was mm. a sensitive subject, obviously. Um, but it was just unnecessary, like, all that. And I think people... I think what happened with that is the people that didn't like him then found a reason to go at him. Um, and it was a time when... It was a weird time when, like, as important and obviously correct the Black Lives Matter movement was, there was a kind of undercurrent in part, and I'm not saying this was everyone that was involved in promoting this stuff, where there was a real kind of like, if you weren't doing, if you weren't promoting stuff or protesting online in the right way, that people would comment on that. And I think Matty felt like, I think that was the problem is that the people that were, were, were like that then mm. got got on his back and were like, you've done this in the wrong way. Then the people that don't like him, they go after him. And then it's a big thing. Yeah. I think it's just like, you can't, you don't necessarily have an opinion on everything. Or even you can say some things are too nuanced for me to have an opinion you yeah. can be you can be self-aware enough to say i am not knowledge enough knowledgeable enough on this subject to have an opinion and then there's others you just go i am not touching that with a badge pole well that i've got an opinion yes. but you're not knowing it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes like i think you know this was what may 2020 i mean what the fucking state everything was in during that time like mm. I think and, and also the fact that the song does like reference suffocate the black man is one of the lines in the song like you know he he's very aware of it he, he doesn't have to like you know and this is a guy that like you know has protested in in various ways before for various social causes and then he posts this to comment on what's going on because people are asking him to and he didn't do it in the right way because people thought he was monetizing it i thought it was bullshit <laughs> yeah um um There you go. People who defended Healy said that he was promoting the message showing he has supported them for years before the peak of the movement. That is exactly what it were. 
to me it was him going look you don't have to tell me you don't have to, you don't have to get me to come out on it right now i did a whole fucking song about it like yeah um exactly i don't know what the you're some kind of slag thing is that's probably just you know i think again there'll be a portion of people online that whenever any celebrity goes out with a new girl they're not going to be happy yeah yeah i agree with you i feel like it's just one of those things um i feel like it's a a proper british trait as well i can't i mean i I can't say wholeheartedly but i don't imagine any other culture maybe the irish because uh, they are quite culturally similar to us Mm. this this sums it up perfectly what the what the 1975 shows are like uh tweeted by prior parker shout out how do security guards at the 925 never turn around and look at the stage because a whole bunch of young adults are sobbing their eyes out singing the weirdest lyrics while watching a half-naked man fail about on stage with a cig and a wine bottle? <laughs> I think that's a great synopsis. That really does sum it up. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, that's so true. They must at one point be like, fuck yeah like, <laughs> if you don't really know what's going on they turn around and just see me in that raw meat and it's like what <laughs> <laughs> i think that about like the chocolate though, guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> moved on to harder stuff um if you're a security at a venue the vast majority of the time you must just be thinking what on earth is this shit how, how have they sold this venue out yeah, I, I went like when I went. Um, oh god, what was that bank call? My mate got me a ticket three days, Grace. No, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. Um, and like, I, mean, I, I, I didn't know him, and some of the some of the stuff was a bit cheesy, but like, I was just looking at the security guards, and I just felt oh, a bit of me felt like just going, going like, I got invited here. This isn't really my scene. Like this, this, this is like. Yeah. <laughs> like i know some of this stuff it's a bit like oh <laughs> um i prefer more sophisticated stuff um lyrics about cow, about cows lying down yeah like i i saw quite a few people online referencing they thought the lyrics were you you ask about the cows wearing my sweater as in the cows are wearing his sweater why are the cows wearing your sweater <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, surely, like, if you're going to, the cows would be like, I don't know, leather jacket or something, if you're going to make that reference. Yeah. Um, That's a fair point. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I don't think it's that. So it says, I think it's just a bridge left that's the only um, unique part. So, um, I'm better at writing was just a way to get you biting. Oh, the truth is that our egos are absurd. I think this is where he said that. I think that is probably a reference to his relationship with FK Twig, seen as they were both musicians. Yeah, I agree. The I'm better at writing. Um, yeah. Like, I, probably difficult i think for but like to keep that relationship going when both active musicians as well um yeah the, uh, um i know someone who's a musician 
and he fully admits that he was jealous of his girlfriend's career. What was her career? Music, but she just knew better than he was, and oh, it became a problem. Yeah, so it's uh, it must be difficult when your thing is their thing, and you yeah. are comparable. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, the the truth is that our egos are absurd. I like that because he's like that. I think that's something where he sort of it is true. Let's be honest. Like, but I like it that he's not dressed that up. Like, I think it's at the point where he can be the point in his right like songwriting career, lyrically, where mm. he can be that earnest about it. Like he doesn't yeah. really have to, like like before maybe he would have done that thing where the line might have been she said both our egos are absurd do you know what I mean where he sort of gets around mm. or that thing where yeah, in, yeah. in the song it's ambiguous as to who's saying what I think that he's um, sort of for, forgone that now and he can just say what he means. Um, and that I thought we were fighting, but it seems I was gaslighting you. I didn't know it had its own word. I'm still, I don't think I'm ever going to be that comfortable with lyrics that are using words that are so in vogue. Like gaslighting was yeah. one of the words of the year, was it? It's going to feel, yeah. it's going to feel dated to me no it's like i don't like um menthols <laughs> <laughs> don't throw menthols don't like on menthols. this stage <laughs> um i'm sure i've said this before and there's times when they haven't done this and i think they've used something like yeah. an, an example would be um like where you say something about a phone that is timeless if you were to say my iphone for example yeah that ties it to a period and for me using a word like gaslighting because it's, it's such a thing now that people say yeah it ties it to a period i don't like that that being said the fact that it's followed with i didn't know that had its own word i think that's really clever because it's I can I can kind of I can see the like because if if I mean a few weeks ago if someone said to me that I was doxing them I'd be like what do you mean yeah so at some point if someone had said to me like you're gaslighting me I'd be like what are you on about like yeah if, probably if eighteen months ago if someone said that to yeah me. exactly like I thought gaslighting was like like waterboarding and some kind of weird torture thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think it's clever that there's a real kind of like it's a 33 year old man he is 33 isn't he man? that there will yeah. be part, parts of modern culture that he's going to start to miss out on yeah well that's it you know I mean, no one's hip and damn the kids forever are they yeah so I like that and again it's, I can see it happening this the, a yeah. conversation where someone would would say that and the response is i didn't know that was the word for that i didn't know that was a thing yeah 
Um, yeah, and I, 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 I feel like it's kind of like um, not. I don't feel like the bridge is apologising as such, um, but to say we're just a way to get you biting, and I didn't know I had it, so it had its own word. To me, it's kind of like where am I going with this? I feel like I know what you mean. It's, it's said, like Soz, I didn't really realise I was causing damage. Yeah. It said... Because if like, something's bad enough to have its own word, then you're like, oh, right, okay, that's a thing, is it? I didn't realise my behaviour was a thing. And therefore, yeah, yeah I, I can now see I was doing wrong. I think what I like about it though is that it again it remains neutral, like yeah, it wasn't just a I'm better writing. It was just a way to get you biting, and I'm sorry. It's not that, is it? It's this happened. It seems I was gaslighting you. I didn't know that it had its own word, and that was wrong. There's none of that. It's just like it's just a just matter of facts, isn't it? Yeah, and it's just clever the way the way that like he does when he chooses to do this and when like when he chooses not to, and even the range of things they can do it in. Like we said, love it if we made it. Everything is presented so neutrally. It's like here's all these things that happened, and then um, the first the nineteen seventy five on this album. There's a bit more opinion on everything. Like mm. this is one of those where to me, there's stuff in here. Does he give an opinion of? anything in here like the only thing that's like you know that opinion is you know um given to is that it was poorly handled the day we both got cancelled everything else is matter of fact this happened this happened this happened and it doesn't what is this song uh like what is it about is it about looking back and being sad the relationship has ended or is it just reminiscing is it positive? Yeah, I think like, it's just relationship and review. I don't think it's positive <laughs> or negative. Maybe I suppose maybe the negativity, if there is any, is um, lessons learnt. How can we improve next time? <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Them's all the lyrics. Them's the breaks. Final thoughts? Um, it, it, the lyrics are doing the heavy lifting. Yeah. It's, not breaking the mold. It's not really do. It, it's just, it lacks a bit of edge. I think, even though it's very well done and I like it, I think it just lacks a bit of the nine seventy five magic. Musically, I agree. Um, but we are spoiled. We are spoiled. They do everything so well. And I like it that I know the fact that they needed another song. And Matty flew to New York and he was like, let's let's make this song, Jack Antonoff. Let's do it in 30 yeah. hours. And this is what came up. I, I really like the lyrics. Um, I like that I don't like the like... impact on his climbing on his carbon footprint there. He's <laughs> flying all the way to New York just to write a song. Bit, bit much good. that for me. Let's cancel him. Let's do that. Let's. <laughs> <laughs>
um the yeah i really like that i like the strip back production but is it as good as some of the other stuff where they haven't stripped that production no like that's i th this would be perfect for if he does one of those mini acoustic gigs again it just plays this on his own i think this would be perfect i, I think i'd really like it yeah 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 it's like a, this be my mistake Paris, maybe something along those lines, like a mini set. Mm. Um, so, you know, to, to bring it back around full circle, to quote Louis Walsh. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> That's the album. Yeah, it's just not Paris, is it? Nah. Nah, it's or not, it but it's. There's, there's, there's way too, like, there's way fewer lyrics is that grammatically correct there's way less lyrics there's fewer yeah there's way fewer lyrics um yeah you have less time fewer minutes that's how you could remember it there you go less uh less money fewer pound coins less songwriting because... fewer lyrics yeah um, there we go. Yeah, that's the album. And well, that's that then. this week's episode. Um, next week, we'll, we'll do the ranking. Big one. Yes. Um, I think this is going to be the hardest ranking to date. I don't know, you know. I thought... I think... I don't mm, know. I think, I think there's little to separate them. I know which is my least favourite track. I know which is my least favourite track, and I, I know which is my favourite. I don't know I've, if I know my favourite. Yeah, I've got a top two. Uh, yeah, and nothing. I already know my top two. Nothing's gonna. Um, nothing's gonna stop me now. Um, so next <laughs> week we can build this thing together. Um, yeah, I'm. I. I don't think it'll be that hard. This one. Yeah. Uh, but if you would like to see how hard we did find it, tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. We will be back next week with the song ranking. Uh, if you've never heard that before, what we do is we take our lists, read them out, swap them one by one, uh, and then we combine them using uh, Danalytics. But Dan's Dan's not here right now, so we'll have to get his formulas for his spreadsheets from him. Um, Dan can send his own list then, actually. Um, yeah, yeah. Fax it over. Um, and then we come up with our definitive ranking of the album. Um, it's a lot of fun and it is always a good episode. Uh, they're all good episodes. Um, Absolutely. That's next, exactly. That's next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this show. We are at the 1975 podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Email is pauseitplayatpod at gmail.com. If you want to follow me on social media, it's Joshua Lim without the vowels. And if you'd like to follow me on social media, then it, <clears throat> I'll try again. It is Junior, but it is not spelt in the normal way because that handle was taken. It is spelt J-E-W-K-N-W-O-R. That is in the NATO phonetic alphabet. Juliet, Echo, Whiskey, Kilo, November, Echo, Echo, Oscar, Romeo. And if you'd like that broken down into its individual phonics, that would be Jew, like Jesus Christ. Knee, like the bend in your leg. Finally, 
or is in Oregon, the state where the Simpsons live? Still not on board with that. <laughs> um, we are. We're going to do the ranking. At some point, we're going to do a watch along of the uh, Amazon. It was on Amazon Prime, was it? The release of this show. Um, we're going to do a bunch of bonus episodes with guests. Um, I don't know if it will be every week. Just going on the fact that we need to make sure that everyone's calendars lined up. So yeah, there'll be a bunch of bonus episodes coming. Um, so stay, keep your eye on the feed, keep your eye on the social media and we'll post details about when we're going to be releasing stuff. But as it stands next week, we are doing the ranking. So thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you then. Goodbye.